Welcome to In It Together. I'm Jay. And I'm Courtney. And this is our podcast where we discuss mental health and self-improvement from a couple's perspective. Hello again. Hey there. Good day today. Sun was out. It was a little warm. Well, it's New England, so. (laughs) I know, but it was nice. So we don't know what tomorrow will bring. I know. It was like 50 today, and then yesterday I think it was like it was under 20 degrees but so yeah so for all of our listeners that share our pain and live (laughs) in the northeast or anywhere close to the northeast you guys know that's it's it's crazy it's crazy but you know what though it's a surprise you never know what you're gonna get it's never the same old thing every day you wake up and it's like what what's gonna happen today for the weather so but today was nice and and you know me i've always said like i have caribbean blood and i don't want the colds but to be truly honest i don't think I, i i don't think i could appreciate the good weather without having like bad weather right i think that's good for you right well that that change when you've been in these bitter cold days and then you get that nice 50 degree day or 60 degree day and you can actually roll down your window that's like the best feeling ever well because you don't become complacent you know what that sounds a lot like healing it can't be all happy all the time and feeling balanced you wouldn't appreciate it, right? So you got to have those days where you're just in the valley because when you get to the top of the hill, it's like, ah, oh, what a fresh breath of air. So, yeah, Absolutely. And one that. of one of our uh, uh, community members, what are we going to call them, by the way? Community members? Chosen family. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a good one. We got to come up with a good name for our community, uh, the, the people that are in our community. But yeah, we were having our Zoom session and I can't remember who it was, but they they said, oh, they, they was like a roller coaster. Yeah. And it is. It's very much is like a roller coaster. And that's what healing is. Right. It's you got, you know, lows and you got highs. But I think it's knowing that you're coming out of a low and you're going to get to a high is that. That's the uh, the determination to keep going. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Because you're not going to. I think when you're a survivor of trauma, it seems like you're never going to get out of that low. Yeah. Right. You're ne- you're stuck there and you're you feel like you're forever going to be there. But once you start going through healing and understand what healing looks like, then you know that it that it's just passing. It's you're going to get out of that and you're going to get to the next high. And hopefully the high is going to last. It's going to last a bit, but there is no guarantee. Obviously, we're always going to have lo- highs and lows. Yeah. And uh, you taught me that you always taught me no matter how bad the day is, you know, maybe tomorrow will be better. And if it's not, maybe the next day will be so. I thank you for that. And today, um, we're going to talk about something that puts me in the hot seat yet again. We're going to talk about not making assumptions. Yeah, we're going to continue with our theme of the book that we read, The Four Agreements. And this is the third agreement, right? Yep. And don't make assumptions, right? And I'm sitting here and I remember reading that chapter thinking, man, next time, just write me a personal email. Like, you don't need to call me out this bad. But it really helped me to understand that almost everything we tell ourselves is an assumption, you know, and it's crazy how that happens, you know, and how one assumption leads to another assumption before you know it, you're taking it personal because it starts to manifest as truth. Yeah, and you're the queen of assumptions, right? Excuse me, if I'm the queen, you're the king, baby, because <laughs> we are married here. That now, is you, true. That you is know true. what, though? Um, we all make assumptions. It's it's a human response that we do. We take in stimuli. We take in information. And based upon the information we have, we come to our own assumption or conclusion. 
So it's a normal behavior that we need to help us keep us safe or to process a situation. But the key is to not assume based upon just the information that you're taking in. And it's learning that there's far more information that you're missing. And that's where I used to fall short. And sometimes I still do. That's absolutely right. And as survivors of trauma, like you said, right, it, it is something that is innate in us. Our, like you said, our reptilian brains are hardwired to take in information and try to process it as quickly as we, it can to make these assumptions, right, to, to keep us safe. And that's a lot of healing is that, is rewiring ourselves to understand that, you know, our primitive brains need to evolve and need to take in more stimuli, more information to process better uh, judgments. So you do listen to me. You remembered the reptilian brain. I'm, I'm really proud of you for that. So, I do see. I listen yeah, to you. You, you do, selectively. Uh, let, <laughs> let's talk about the fact that, so primitively, right, back in the day when we didn't have a lot of stimuli other than food and shelter and safety, we could make conclusions based upon the information that we had. This is a safe situation. This is an unsafe situation. I'm feeling cold. I need this. And I'm talking hundreds of years ago. Now that's more like thousands. Of yeah, years. thousands of years ago. Uh, now yeah, history is not my thing. All right, that that's a you, but that's okay. Uh, now we use that same thought process because our brains are not only reptilian but very primitive. We're talking bottom up base of your brain. That's where all of our decisions are made, like our basic needs. And unfortunately, we still make decisions from that, and we're lacking the executive function to say, okay, we need actually more information now. So that's where that impulsive behavior comes from to try to assess what's around you. And unfortunately, that's what creates so much chaos in our lives because we're making assumptions based upon uh, you know, a fraction of what's actually happening. And to take it even a step further, as survivors of trauma, we've been hardwired again to be very very sensitive to like facial expressions and reading body language and all these little things that we saw growing up that indicate that we might be in danger, right? So we are prone to assume even more than, you know, someone that hasn't gone through a lot of trauma. Exactly. You know, and not making assumptions gives us immunity to not th take things personal. And that's how these agreements in this book that I was reading kind of work together. Right. Because when we don't make assumptions, we don't then accept the information as factual and then we're not taking it personal and we're not kind of getting stuck in that cycle. And I'm going to be honest here. We're, it's all going to happen to us every once in a while. We're going to make an assumption and, you know, we'll learn from that. Well, you know what? Looks like I didn't have all the information for that. But when you have trauma or if you're neurodivergent, right, I'm neurodivergent, I'm neurospicy, as I like to call it, you know, my executive dysfunction on a good day is challenged, right? So when I'm trauma triggered or it's a trauma-based assessment that I'm looking at, I have less executive you know, function. And one of those functions is the ability to logically work your way through a situation and ask questions. So I, yeah, I was definitely the queen of assumptions 
because I wasn't firing on all cylinders before I understood that. And you're laughing over there. I'm not putting myself down. In the past, it would feel that way, but I'm just being honest. I'm neurospicy. I'm really amazing at a lot of things, but I've had to train my brain to overcompensate for what it struggles to do. And the reality is, is that that's why things used to be a lot more difficult for me. And, and that's because I just didn't know how to ask questions. I didn't know how. You had to teach me how to ask a question. Yeah, I was smiling because it wasn't just your neural spiciness because I do the same thing. You know, once you're triggered, no matter where on the spectrum you may lie, right? Once you're triggered, your executive functioning goes right out the door. And that even goes, you know, for me, where I could, I guess, be classified as neurotypical. I don't know if that's <laughs> you are the, right, typical. the right assessment <laughs> or not. But but yeah, I, it, when I'm triggered, I'm I'm absolutely working from a place where I'm doing a lot more assuming of what the situation is. Like a great example of that is we had this weekend, we had a weekend where Mm. it was a tough weekend for us. Right. And it started from, from waking up in the morning, right? Wait, I woke up in the morning and I, I just felt that the house was not where it needed to be. Like everyone was on either emotional highs or emotional lows people weren't like you know paying attention to what they were doing and that was an automatic trigger for me and I it took me a while you know for us to process it and understand that it It took the next to the next day for me to understand that wow I was triggered and I was assuming a lot of of things that were happening even though you know I was correct in that everyone was having struggles that day I was not helping the situation because I was triggered by it. I think I would like to refer to you as like neurodynamic. You just really I like that. I'll yeah, take that. Yeah, you're neurodynamic, right? Uh, you're you're I'm just gassing you up at this point. But when you're triggered, the amygdala, which is this almond-shaped uh, part of your brain, it's this little almond-shaped part of your brain. When you have trauma, it's it's enlarged. So that's where a lot of this happens. So when you're in trauma mode, your amygdala is in full-blown action. So unfortunately, what happens is your prefrontal cortex, right, in the front part of your brain, where your executive functioning is all that, everything kind of like starts to slow down because the amygdala is taking over. And so that really kind of prevents you from looking at a situation for what the situation is, right? And making assumptions is all about thinking what if, which creates drama in our lives. And the reality is, is that humans have this need to justify everything. We need to know the why. And it doesn't matter whether the information is true or not. We just need a reason. And that's problematic. When we're making assumptions, we're not focusing on the truth. And the truth is really what's going to help ease that situation, guide you in that situation, or give you the information that you need so that you're not feeling as if things are personally attacked on you. And that's the sad part, right? I, you know, when I think back to making assumptions and what I was going through, I just needed an answer. Just tell me what it is. I just need to know. And you could say, oh, well, that happened today because the wind was blowing too hard. And then I just feel better about it and go about my life. But the wind had nothing to do with what I was going through. But it, it eased the anxiety. It eased the natural human response to just understand. But unfortunately, it was all based on an assumption. And I didn't have the truth. And then I find myself, you know, a week down the road experiencing the same issue and having to, again, assume. And, you know, assuming is something that really does not benefit you at all. You know, it's it's 
it's troublesome and it becomes a really bad habit. Absolutely. And I don't think we want to assume as human beings, we're just trying to process the information as quickly as possible so we can understand. And that's where we fall into this trap, right? Because we're trying to understand our environment. We're trying to understand if this, if we're in a dangerous position. So we want to protect ourselves and we, we want to understand what's around us. And that's what brings us to assume. And like you said, ass- assuming is failing to focus on the truth. And you don't have all the information all the time to come to that truth. And and that's what we're talking about. That's what that's what we want to get to, right? So we, we, we're not going to be able to eliminate assuming altogether, but it's understanding when you're assuming and using those key phrases that help us to break that habit of assuming and uh, start developing a habit of gathering as much information so you can have an informed reaction to a situation. Exactly. And I know for me, I, I know we could do more of this. We we call it like, you know, checking perception. And I feel like, honestly, I need to do more and more. I don't think I do enough of it. I do it. But when we sit there and say, I just need to check my perception. Are you upset with me right now? That makes the big difference being like, are you upset with me right now? Like, what did I do? When I say I'm just checking my perception, I'm letting you know that I'm questioning whether what I'm seeing is accurate or not. And I'm putting it on me and not you. And that automatically can disarm a person because maybe you were pissed off with me, but you're going to be a lot less pissed off with me if I'm checking my perception. Because then you're going to say, well, I was irritated and this is why. And I can say, "Okay, well, I'm glad my perception was where, you know, where it was and we can work on that. But if I just, you know, haphazardly was just like, oh, are you mad at me? Like, what did I do? I didn't do anything. That would have just, that would have made things worse. So checking perception, it's a habit because it's a way of thinking. It's a way of life. And I want to continue to commit, commit myself to that process. I was talking, we did a workshop yesterday in the community and it was all on healing the inner child ages 12 to 15. And oftentimes the way in which we view the world, how we view ourselves, uh, how we socially interact with other people happens between that age group. And that's where a lot of our assumptions and these agreements that we agree to actually come from. So it was an amazing time that I'm glad that we were able to do that yesterday because I think the community really enjoyed being able to kind of give themselves permission to release old paradigms and ways of thinking. And, you know, I want to continue to commit myself to, to thinking better, too, and checking my perception more and more. Absolutely. And I want to take I want to take the example that you just gave. And that's a a perfect kind of indication of how assumptions kind of go awry. Right. Where you went into um, defensiveness and justification, justifying yourself. And those are the things that, again, as a, as a partner can be very, very triggering. But when you're checking perception, when you when you again take the onus on this is how I perceive this situation because sometimes we've we've it's gone both ways, right? You've said to me, "Hey, I'm just checking my perception. Are you are you annoyed at me? Are you mad at me?" And at, at certain times, I've said, "No, it has nothing to do with you. I'm just upset at this, this, and this." That allows me to vent, allows me to process, and then you understand where I'm coming from because you didn't assume. Mm-hmm. And the same thing, if I am upset at you, then you again disarm me by being aware that. I see this. Am I am I correct in this assumption? Opposed to going right into defensiveness, justification, which is just going to throw gasoline onto an already oh, smoldering fire. Yeah, that's bad. And, you know, that's my default. That's sometimes where I go, and I'm I'm not ashamed to admit it. You know, there's no shame in admitting it. I feel shameful if I had to deny it. 
You know, and being a counselor in the field for as long as I have doesn't mean I don't have the things I have to work on. And I think that real, raw, and relatable approach that I have in sharing these things about me, especially in the community, especially when we do our exclusive lives and we do our book clubs and we do all these things where, you know, they get this private time. We're all sitting down and talking. I, I want people to see that this is what healing looks like. You know, a lot of people I think admire and look up to what I teach them and where I found myself in my life. And I think it's important that I show them that this is what it can look like. And it makes it much more doable for them to see, like, I, I can I can be healed, too. I, I can do these things, too. So defensiveness and, you know, justification is typically comes from a place of not wanting to be perceived as anything less than worthy and stupid. And the reality is, is that if you are really good with your words, being impeccable with your words, and you're kind to yourself, and you think good of yourself, then, you know, it's 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 not a big deal to say, I messed up in that, and to not justify, and to not be defensive, because at the end of the day, you're good enough. It doesn't change. It doesn't shift. You're human. People have this perception that they're supposed to walk around not making any mistakes, because somewhere along the line, your parent or your caregiver didn't let you know that it was okay to mess up, and that you could, you know, redeem yourself and repair yourself. So now we're a bunch of adults walking around lying about our behaviors, and that doesn't help us get better, and we're just assuming how we're supposed to behave and how we're supposed to be, and, and there you go. There's this vicious cycle that we get stuck in. And the key word is that it is okay. It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay not to, to have a brain fart from, from you know, now and again. But don't deny that you had a brain fart. Exactly. It happens <laughs> to everybody. Like you said, we're human. Human beings have, we tend to err sometimes, right? And it's okay. It's okay to um, make a mistake and to forget something or to make some, it's okay that your partner might be angry at you. It's okay that you might have disappointed him or her. It's okay that you may have frustrated him or her, you know, because it's it's reciprocated. I'm sure that your partner has done the same to you at one point or another, yep. right? So it's, it's always, it's this give and take and it, it's okay. Give yourself permission to be wrong and to be vulnerable and to be um, just human. Yeah, exactly. And I, I don't think I got that growing up. I don't think I got that permission. And the reality is, is it's a trauma response, right? Here I am. My husband's mad. He's frustrated with me and my behavior, something that I've done. And I'm 10 years old again, waiting for my parents to talk to me, giving me the silent treatment, waiting in my room, figuring out when is my stepdad going to talk to me again? When am I going to be this good kid in this house? And the problem is, is your body doesn't understand the difference. And this is where communicating. If I, I've come to you sometimes and said, hey, I think I know where this has come from. Because you've just assumed, oh, she's, you know, over here being a fleety little person again. But really, there was some trauma or something going on. And once I sought to understand, checked my own perception, tried to find questions and answers, I'd bring it to you. And you've done a really good job trying to help me feel emotionally safe in these situations. So over time, that trauma can heal. So just know that if you're making assumptions and you're struggling and you're doing that because of stuff that's been in the past, find the why, sit with the why, and then start changing those paradigms and start just being open and honest. The only way we can change something is if we own it. If we don't own that we're making assumptions all the time, we're never going to make a change within that. So just own your assumptions and say, you know what? I assume that. I sh that. You know, next time I'll seek to understand first and I'll get more information. And that's okay. And that is a huge moment of growth. Yeah, absolutely. Seek to understand before be understood, right? That's kind of a phrase that we use in our household all the time. 
we even could do a better job of, of Most doing, definitely. doing that. But absolutely, guys. Do you want to make a commitment on air that we're going to do that? We're going to make a commitment that we're going to check our perceptions more and, you know, seek to understand before being understood. I'm absolutely. In. Like the whole point is to find the truth, right? And you can't find the truth unless you have all the information. And that's what assuming devoids you of having, right, is all the information you need to get the truth. So I hope you guys got a lot of good information out of this podcast. Stay with us to for the next one where we wrap up these agreements. And like always, guys, till next time. So guys, if you aren't following me already, you can find me on TikTok at ask.courtney, on Instagram at askcourtney underscore, and on YouTube at askcourtney. And if you'd like to be a guest on a future podcast, you can reach us at podcast with an S at epiphanymedia.com. We'd love to hear your stories, guys, so make sure to reach out. And as always, we're all in this together, so stay safe. Remember, there's no shame in asking for help. Till next time.